Well, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, nerds, whatever the case may be. It is I, Jay, master of all things nerdy. With me, as always, is my stalwart companion, defender of the nerd faith, and Lord Commander of the Nerds Watch, Sir Christopher. We are pleased today to be bringing you an interview with a very special guest. We are interviewing Miss Tatiana Diktar. Uh, she, uh, you, you may recognize her if you're a fan of uh, Superpower Beatdown. Uh, she has played many roles on that. Let me, let me give you a little background on our guest before we begin. Uh, she was born and raised in St. Petersburg, Russia. She started her modeling career at around age 14. Uh, she later got involved in commercial acting and then eventually started focusing on her theatrical career as an actress. Tatiana has appeared on the covers of a variety of magazines and has successfully transitioned into the acting world. Uh, according to her IMDb page, she currently has 26 acting credits. Among them are several episodes of the internet sensation Superpower Beatdown, a, a show that's near and dear to my heart. I know it's near and dear to your heart, Chris. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and she's played several different characters on this show. She's uh, played Black Widow, Domino, Mary Jane Watson, and most recently Wonder Woman. Uh, she has a new project coming up that we're very excited about, uh, also from the, the, the masters at uh, Bat in the Sun uh, entitled Ninjak versus Valiant Universe, where she's going to be playing Colonel Capshaw. So, Chris, please, uh, and uh, Just Us Nerds Nation, please welcome us, uh, help us in welcoming uh, Miss Tatiana Diktar. Yeah! Hi! Uh, I, I have Hi, to... hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Well, we have to thank you again for, for taking time out of your busy schedule to meet with us Um there's uh, so much that, that we want to ask you, and I know that you're you're very busy, so uh, we'll get right to it, okay? Okay, sounds good. Thank you. You uh, So you're originally from St. Petersburg, Russia, yes? Yes, that's correct. Um, can you, would you mind telling us a little bit of the story of um, how did you, how did you come to be here? How did you find your way into, into Hollywood, into American show business? It was very interesting because it wasn't really my intention. Um, like, pretty much almost everyone else I know that moved to the United States has done so um, following the plan that they had, and I didn't have a plan to move. Uh, I just kind of followed my heart like, throughout my life, and whenever I felt like I needed to... I needed to make a move and take a little faith, I did. And so I moved to Moscow from St. Petersburg when... Um, the job that I was currently involved in, um, they were moving, the office was moving to Moscow, like moving their operations to Moscow. So I had a choice either to move with it and be uh, still be a full-time uh, member of the team or be a part-time member of the team. If I was, if I was to remain in St. Petersburg, uh, then I would just work in the St. Petersburg operations. And I decided to just, you know, go ahead and do it and... It may not seem like a big deal, you know, like moving from one big city in Russia to another big city in Russia, but I'll tell you what, Moscow is a very challenging city <laughs> to I live bet. in. And yeah, it's 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 kind of a crazy town, but it has a lot of opportunities for growth in many different directions and it will challenge you in numerous ways. So, um I did it and uh after that, um, through a chain of events I have 
I've never like done dress modeling. It was never enough for me. Um, I always wanted to express myself in different ways and explore things. I love learning, learning about life, learning about myself, picking up new skills, learning about people, just kind of like absorbing whatever life has to offer and um, discovering new, I don't know, unexplored territories uh, in the, you know, like in this beautiful game of life. And mm -hmm. I just kind of like took on whatever the creative opportunity to um, express myself and learn came my way. So I changed a bunch of jobs that were, that I, that I would do um, parallel to my modeling career at the time. And one of them was, you know, for example, I worked as a stylist, I worked as a makeup artist, I worked as a photographer, graphic designer. Um, I done like a bunch of different things. And, uh, one of them was my actually switching, like making a, a U-turn and uh, walking away from the industry for a little bit just to challenge myself because I had a, a little, somebody challenged me and said that um, that's all I can, that's all I do, that's all I am. And that's just not something that you say to a person who is passionate about learning and is not afraid of, afraid of a challenge. You know, I was like, you know what, bless me. Right. <laughs> and I I ended up going out there and I, I set myself um, a goal to find a job that has absolutely no glamour to it and has nothing to do with anything that I'm familiar with, completely unexplored territory, completely like something new me and something that you would not even expect me to do. So within a week, I had three job offers, um, and all of them were like really good uh, opportunities. One was in the elite uh, real estate in Moscow, which was very promising and uh, like probably would be interesting. Um, another one was in the logistics company, and. Uh, uh, I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is like really different. And um, the last but not least, um, like last minute, when I was already considering, you know, joining another company, I was already kind of all set. I get a phone call, and my friend goes like, this company that I know, they're looking for somebody that sells sales department, and it was a mythological complex in Moscow. So it's one of the biggest industries not just in Russia but in the world mm. that like this company like literally was supplying materials to it. I mean chances are you have something in your apartment that was built using the materials produced by that company. Because they were supplying materials to all the major steel companies of the United States. And this brings us to the point how it happened so it happened that I actually ended up in the United States of America. Not through my modeling <laughs> Surprising me, uh, not through my acting. I did not come here to become a superstar. I, I did not come here to pursue acting. I came here because I picked up the job in the industry completely unrelated. That Get is, that is quite a uh, M Night Shyamalan twist, there, Tatiana. So, so it's basically kind of by accident. Basically, yes and no, because there is like really no accident in life. You choose. What is it that you want to be based on what feels right, like in your heart? And at the time, I felt like I needed that victory. I needed to prove to myself that I can do whatever I set my mind to if I need to 
because that is what we do in life. We set our mind to something and then we just kind of keep working on it until completion. And to me, it was not as important to prove it to the person that challenged me. To me, it was important to prove it to myself that I can do something like that if need be. And I passionately just kind of dove into that challenge and gave all of myself and became pretty successful in the company in a really short amount of time. And they basically made me a visa and uh, made me enough money. And uh, eventually when I left the company, I had visa, money, and time. And I had a choice. I could have found another job and um, just kind of pursue something different. Or I could use the tools that I had. So I kind of looked at what I had at the time. I'm like, well, I have this, this, and that. And those are all the right tools for me to start traveling. So somewhere in my travels, I like, traveled around the United States, across the United States, and, I, and I've been to many beautiful places. And, oh, my God, the United States is so beautiful, such a beautiful, beautiful land. And I've seen so many different states, and they're all amazing, like, astonishing. But not once in my mind, like, did it cross my mind that I, I could live here until I came to Los Angeles um, for some reason. And, uh, like, it's not even the, the, the industry that, that got me. It's the... Surprisingly, it's the, the vegetation here. <laughs> I just looked around and I was like... We have trees. <laughs> yeah, we have trees. Like We have ocean, we have mountains. Changes we in weather. <laughs> fields. We have amazing weather. We have sun. We have you know like all those amazing things. You want forest, you can go to a forest. You want a beach, you can go to the beach. You want a desert, you can go to the desert. Anything you want is surrounding you. It's like... It's amazing, and for me as an artist, I got I felt so uplifted and inspired, and I was like, I could actually see myself living here. Well, well Tatiana, let me say, let me say that um, it, it is you one of the great uh, American stories, I I think, and and just to to I, I remember. Uh, it, it's kind of just a, by happenstance. Uh, actually, a countryman uh, of yours, the comedian Yakov Shmirnov, uh, was being interviewed once, and I remember he had said that um, you know America is one of the few countries where you can you can arrive not an American, but you can become an American. You you can't immigrate yeah. to France and become a Frenchman. You can't immigrate to England and become an Englishman, but you can come to America from literally anywhere and become an American. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, um, and um, and hopefully it will remain that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yes. That, I don't know. I like, think change and uh, uh, circumstances change, and like we don't know where it's going. But uh, at the time that I came to the United States, it was still that way, and I am grateful to this country that um, it has allowed me to find myself and discover myself. I discovered parts of my personality here that I think was probably remain unnoticed um, back in uh, Russia because it just completely took me out of my comfort zone and um, like sometimes it's good to be out of your comfort zone. Sometimes it's, like, it feels completely frustrating at times but like it makes you do things you otherwise never do and think thoughts you otherwise would never think and you just discover yourself to be like all of that you had no idea existed within you. And I just feel like it's one of the greatest blessings in our life to discover who we are because that allows you to do something with it. Well, 
you've become a celebrity among Cosplay Nation. Tell us a story of how you discovered cosplay, what drew you to it, and uh, would you consider yourself a nerd before the discovery of cosplay? And if so, uh, what was your genre? Hmm. Well, uh, I discovered cosplay on several different levels. Like when I first discovered like cosplay, when I first like felt uh, attracted to it, I didn't know what cosplay was. So what I did was a cosplay, but I didn't know that it was. <laughs> so mm. I just it was part of the movement. I just kind of, um, I just kind of wanted to like dress up as a character that I really liked. And um, I believe my first, very first cosplay, like physical cosplay because I, I had a digital cosplay before that. Um, I turned myself into Storm from X-Men. Oh, <laughs> it's just amazing. cool. Yeah, like, it was interesting. I just kind of, like, added white hair and um, I made my uh, eyes uh, glow in white and uh, put, like, lightnings around myself and Storm is, like, one of my favorite characters, I feel like. Excellent. She's just magnificent. She's beautiful. And uh, I just, I was mesmerized. You know, like by Storm when I saw the movies, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> um, but were you a, were you a fan of the Brian Singer of the uh, of the Brian Singer X Men movies? Or what, what did you think about those? Which ones? The uh, the Brian Singer uh, X Men the, the 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 ones with Halle Berry as Storm. Uh, yeah, how did I, you I love them. Yeah. I love them because growing up in Russia, somehow I did not um, like my childhood did not include X Men. And I did not know of X-Men until those movies came out. So I feel like that was like a really like polite way of me being introduced to it because everybody who grew up watching X-Men, like a lot of those people were not pleased with the movies because they offered a new way to look at it. Mm -hmm. I was not familiar with the traditional way to look at it and like what the characters were supposed to be like. So when the movies came out, I had no judgment. I was just like absorbing it as a new thing to me, and I I liked it, and I felt like it was really cool. You know, like I actually had no expectations, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. That looks awesome. But then I can still relate to like how people feel because like when you are used to a character being a certain way, and you've been like dreaming for that character to come to life, you know, in a live-action project, and all of a sudden, the, the character that you see has nothing to do with the one that you have grown to love and appreciate and bonded with, you feel betrayed and disappointed, probably, you know, because you're like, oh, that's not what I signed up for, give me what I want, <laughs> you know? It, it doesn't match but, the movie that you had in your head. Yeah, but, like, for me, it was the first time that I was experiencing it, and then later on, I was introduced to the animated series and the comics and everything, and I've grown to love them separately. You know, like, I, I, I appreciate different things about both. Like, like to me, two depictions really don't, like, it doesn't bother me that they're not the same. Like, See, I feel like something... I wish, I wish more like, people... I wish more people would have your, your thought process on this, because people, if it doesn't fit the way they want, that's, that's when they raise hell. It's not easy because to have that um, way of looking at it, you have to spend your life learning how to, um, trying to learn, like doing your best to learn, like how to detach yourself from, um, from, uh, like, I don't know, judgment, prejudice. Like, I'm, like, I'm still a human. I'm still, you know, like, I'm not, like, I'm still battling my battles, but, like, I do, like, commit a lot of time trying to not, like get attached 
you like, okay, this is the way it's supposed to be. Like, I'm trying to keep an open mind that things can be different. I mean, sometimes it's hard, though, because certain characters that I do know as such, as the original, like, I really like, I don't know, it's hard for me to accept because like, I got attached to that character being that way. Like, with X-Men movies, I guess, like, the like, same thing for uh, goes for Avatar, the last Airbender movie. Like, I saw the movie first, and then I saw the animated series. And because of that, you know, like, you you don't have a disappointment by the movie which came after, so, like, you kind of, like, see it, and you're like, oh, this is beautiful. And then you see the animated series, and you just kind of, like, pay respect to the legacy of the original, um, and, like, you accept it as it is because it was there first, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're like, you're like, you're just cool with both. But, like, yeah, I can, I can relate to people who feel, like, attached to... You know, and the things that they have grown to love and don't want to embrace the change. I get it. I get it, guys. It's, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my wife actually is is quite enthusiastic about Buddhism, and so uh, I, I'm here a lot. And by association, I've learned a lot about it myself. And so one of the central tenets of it is that attachment is what brings about the most suffering. And so I think that's kind of a, a weird that that's. I didn't mean to go sort of all philosophical. No, but I love that, though. That's I kind absolutely of what, love that. I feel yeah. like that's what Tatiana's c- kind of conveying here now. Um, but I, I just realized uh, that I didn't finish answering your question. My first cosplay was Laura Croft. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because I uh, this is one of my favorite um, video game characters, and that's a game that uh, I used to play a lot. Um, Laura and I spent a lot of sleepless nights together, <laughs> um, yeah, like, um, it was, like, sort of an addiction, and, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't play video games now because, uh, like, when, when you kind of, like, get sucked into it, like, it's really hard to, it's really hard to finish, like, once you start, like, like, I get, like, so involved, and I just kind of stay, I just don't even start, well, you, you know, so... Tatiana, you'll be happy to know that your nerd street cred checks out. You have been you you've been validated by by this show. You are you are officially a nerd. <laughs> Am I really? Because I know some really hardcore nerds, and like they know a lot more <laughs> than I do. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You know, but it, honestly, it, it doesn't matter about how much you know. It, it matters about how much you're passionate. Exactly. And if you're passionate about something, we consider that a nerd. You can be a nerd about sailing. It's just what you love. It's about loving a thing. It's it's more about loving a thing than necessarily how much you know about that thing. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I guess everything that I do, and I just feel like I'm more effective at doing things that I love. I did prove to myself that I can do things that, you know, like, just, just look at, like, I can do things that I'm not necessarily passionate about just because I'm passionate about learning and exploring and learning new things and challenging myself. So, like, there's still love in that, you know. But once I learn about it, and I kind of, like, I figure it out, once it becomes a, a routine, then my love for the new is not being, you know, like, honored and, uh, you know, like, it's not being satisfied. And then I become bored out of my mind. Right, right. <laughs> so that's why, that's why it's really hard for me to, like, have, like, a normal job and, like, a dad's job. I've, I've tried it, and it's really hard for me to... To express myself, to be like like the best version of me, because I just I need to be creative. I need to be in ever-changing circumstances, which is why cosplay was a great discovery for me. Um, like 
starting with You can with be Laura a different person every every day if you wish. Yeah, like I mean, I can be I can be like all those different characters for a short period of time. You know, like I can tap into their personalities, the things that they value, the things that they like, lifestyle that they lead. You know, like and all of that kind of like helps me like discover different qualities of like within myself, and it just it's exciting. It's an adventure every time, and. Yeah, like when I when I did Lara Croft, like it all started with me just like kind of dressing up, getting a pair of guns, uh, pulling my hair up into a braid, uh, calling my friends, and I was like, um, so I'm here dressed as Lara Croft. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all been there, Tatiana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was dressed up as Lara Croft the other night. <laughs> so, so you. cool Tatiana <laughs> you got there first well, that's all I'm not I'm not like a veteran of cosplay I actually uh, I consider myself like fairly new to the industry because I joined it when like it was already like reaching the point like like the golden age like speaking like it's, it's speaking now like almost everybody is aware of what it is and people um out there do it more and more and it becomes a really great family activity. I see a lot of families doing a family cosplay, you know, mm. dressing up as like gardening for example. Like I saw the cutest um the kid who was dressed as uh, uh Rocket the Raccoon. It was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> so, um uh yeah, so like it's 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 becoming a really amazing amazing movement where people get to express themselves and have fun and have this sense of camaraderie and adventure together. Well, well you um, mentioned that, you mentioned Bat in the Sun, and so I, I did want to ask you about that. I mean, you've, you've played several characters now on that uh-huh. show. Um, do, you, do you do any sort of preparation uh, b- before you, you step into the, the, the boots, uh, so to speak, of those characters, or do you, do you just sort of come up with your own interpretation, or what, what do you do to, to prepare for for those those types of roles? Oh, absolutely, preparation. Um, what I do basically is I um, I find everything I can find about the characters um, online, in the books, um, comic books, you know, like whatever like I can pick up. And I watch that stuff, read that stuff, and analyze it and get a feel of it. And uh, even if I'm familiar with the characters, like I still, I still do it because um, there's like, always, like, the more you understand about the character, like, the, the more, like, able you are to submerge yourself into their world and, uh, like, 
like channel them properly. And um, basically, like the characters that were probably more challenging to portray are the ones that um, I had to do like action sequences with, like mm. Domino and uh, Wonder Woman. Because can I ju- can I just gush for a, m- a moment, Tatiana, if I may? Well, we, we 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 will gush. Your Wonder Woman, I I will say, is probably my favorite interpretation to date, and that's including Gal Gadot. No, I agree. Oh, thank you so much. But uh, wait until you see the movie because I watched it like about a year and a half ago, and I gotta say, Gal Gadot might might not be the absolutely 100% traditional depiction of Wonder Woman that we're used to, like, in the comic books and animation. But she brings something very unique to her, and she managed to bring that, I don't know, she has this, like, innocence about her. Like, like you look at her, and, like, she just has this, you know, I don't know, something about her, like, that I really, really enjoyed and liked. And at the same time, you know, like, the action is badass, beautiful and everything, uh, it might not be the Wonder Woman that you have known your whole life, but it's close enough, like it has a lot of similarities, like it's close enough, whereas it is a Wonder Woman, and it's just a new way to maybe look at her, and I did enjoy her performance a lot, like she's just like, she's a sweetie, like I would love to meet her. Did you like, find her, her, did you... Did and you, you know, find yourself? Like, I'm sorry. I, feel like I want to give her a hug. <laughs> <laughs> did you, Did you find yourself being uh, uh, influenced at all by her performance in your portrayal? Did you have to try to block some of that out so that you could put your own unique spin on the character? Uh, absolutely not. Like, like um, I tried to stay away from um, uh, other live versions because, to be honest with you, that's not how I personally feel Wonder Woman. Um, even though I enjoy um, enjoy uh, their interpretations and enjoy their portrayals, but that's not what speaks to me. My model of Wonder Woman actually was my mom. I think. Wow. <laughs> my mom. My mom was my mom. My mom was actually very similar to um, Queen Hippolyta, Wonder Woman's mother. Yes. Which was one of the reasons why I I felt really like excited and. Uh, uh, I felt like I could relate because I was raised by a great woman, like a woman of greatness, integrity, honor, justice. You know, like all those things, like they speak to me because I was raised by the queen. You know, wow, and wow. I just, I just felt like, like my, my um, interpretation, my portrayal, like largely was rooting from the values that I learned from my mother who was very strong and very fair. And I found her, like, strength matching that, you know, those qualities of Wonder Woman that I was looking for. I was like, wait, wait a minute, I know this. I know this. I'm familiar with that. This is how I grew up. Oh, wow. Like, it was, it was like, really, like, a journey to the past. It was, like, really a magical experience for me and uh, a tribute, like, I mean, it's, it's a... For me, it's like a love song, like a love letter to my mother, you know? Well, I've heard, Tatiana, that what some of the, the best actors do to be the most convincing is you access a memory, 
and then you just basically speak from that that memory. So essentially, when you're acting, you're telling the truth. You're just you're telling the truth, borrowing from your own experience. Yes, in a way. I mean, there are different acting techniques, um, but this is one of them. Like you can um, use your own memory to just kind of like help you change your. Uh, current state of being to bring yourself closer to the starting point. Um, uh, how should I say that? It's, it's almost like pre preparing the canvas um, in a way because you can find a memory that makes you feel a certain way, but you cannot use that memory. You cannot write at that. Like that memory is like a ride that takes you. It's almost like 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 taking an Uber to the airport, but that's not the plane that's going to fly you, like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's not the main, like, main part of your journey. Like, it just takes you to the point where your journey starts. Um, for me, like, I, I I, had a very rich, uh, like, life rich of experience, uh, different kinds of experiences, great experiences, bad experiences. I mean, I, I don't want to call them bad, like, but challenging, challenging experiences, um, Sad moments, happy moments, deep moments, shallow moments, all kinds of moments. And I have a like, wide library of memories to access anytime I'm preparing for a specific role. However, you need to also understand that it's not you that you're being in a moment. It is your interpretation. You're channeling the character. It's your interpretation of a character. So, like, ultimately, if, for example, your, your character is sad in a moment and you, you're like, okay, what, what was a sad moment for me? Okay, when my puppy died. Oh my God, that was so sad. Like I was heartbroken. So you can access that memory and it will make you sad and it will change your body chemistry and it will change your mindset and it will, it will generally color you in a similar emotional color as your character sadness. But it's not the same sadness. Like it's not that person that you're portraying being sad about whatever happening to them at the moment is you being sad about your situation and it will have like different vibe to it so you can use it to get closer to where you need to be but once you're closer you need to find yourself um submerging into the character you're portraying and you need to be honest in the moment you need to be that character feeling that emotion caused by that situation that you're in as this character well th thank you uh, for for giving us that that insight as an actress um i i now you've you've referenced it a few times you have um you know fairly varied experiences you have quite a diverse por portfolio including dancing opera singing painting martial arts this is this is what is known so far but i was wondering do you have a little known talent do you have a talent that maybe no one knows about can you share with us what's a what's a talent that you have that is, that's not widely known by others? I uh, probably have a few that um, people are not uh, widely aware of because um, I don't really, like, sometimes I will introduce them, but, like, uh, not often enough. And um, one of them is I uh, write poetry. And, yeah, uh, really? I write, yeah, and I write songs. Um, and I have written poetry in both Russian and English. Um, some of which were the pieces that I originally wrote in Russian, and then I was uh, 
so inspired in my conversation with someone that I said, like, oh, my God, I have a poem written about it, but it's Russian. I wish I could read it to you. And the person was like, well, why don't you translate it? <laughs> I was like, well, it's really hard. I mean, it's not just, like, you can't just translate it. You know, like, you have to, like, translate it as a poem. It has to rhyme. It has to fit into a certain size and pace and feel. You know, like, it's really hard. He's like, well, do your best. And uh, I was like, wait a minute, but maybe I can do it. So I have a couple of poems written, originally written in Russian that I managed to transition into English successfully with um, a very, like, high percentage of, you know, like, it's, it's a good match, basically. It's, it's pretty, pretty accurate. I managed to, like, not get straight away. Because sometimes, like, when you need to rhyme things, you're like, uh, I have to talk about this, but nothing rhymes, you know, like that is connected to that subject. So, like, sometimes it presents a, a challenge, but, like, those are two poems that I can think of right off the top of my head that I managed to translate successfully. Um, but that's not, like, the only thing that I do. Like, another one that a lot of people don't um, probably know of is, like, I have a lot of, you know, um, artwork um, out there that I'm creating with uh, some of my favorite uh, photographers as a collaboration with them. And uh, some of my, by the way, shout out to my friends, Gil uh, Riego, uh, Ruth Cassidy, Rick Rose, and uh, Nelson Serralbo. Um, those are the photographers that I shot with the most. And they are absolutely amazing people, amazing artists that I'm absolutely blessed to work with. And I love you guys and sending you hugs. Um, but one thing that I'm super grateful to those guys for is that they allow me to express myself as an artist when we create together. They take amazing photos, and then I do editing on it. So a lot of the photos that um, are out there, like the collaboration on my part was not just, you know, like putting the look together and uh, showing up dressed as a character and, you know, doing my makeup, styling my wig, and, you know, like working on the costume and stuff like that. Like... I also got involved in the, in the post-production uh, process, and I managed to pitch in in that you know like in that respect. And it, ha it takes specific kind of artists to collaborate with that will allow you to do it because uh, like some some photographers don't like you like altering their images. They want it to be their vision from beginning to the end, and they just want you to be the subject in it. But these guys were gracious enough to let me, like, express my vision as well. And as a result, we created some amazing artwork together. But I usually don't <laughs> credit myself for it. Um, if you guys want to check out some of my work, I have uh, an Instagram page for my um, graphic design. And it's called QPQ Studio. Um, but it's like... There's like barely any people there <laughs> because I never really like pushed that one. Like, well, no one, like, no one knows about it, but but now they do. Now now they will. So you're gonna. I I, it, I anticipate it's gonna be blowing up any moment now. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Like like I still I still kind of keep it like um, I don't know. Like I don't really I don't really talk about that part. Um, I just like like putting stuff out there and you know enjoying the fact that the result of our work together um, looks good and is inspiring. Like, there's something impactful about those images that we that we make. And, uh, 
if if it makes me feel something, it makes me feel happy. You know, like I'm like, okay, there's a message in there. That's it. <laughs> well, and, and you know, honestly, that's you shouldn't do anything in life unless it really makes you you happy. And I I find you tend to be the best at the things that you're passionate about. Um, Tatiana, can you tell us what has been your since you've uh, accrued this this uh, notoriety, fame? Uh, with, with Bat in the Sun and through your work as an actress, can you tell us about your best encounter with a fan at, at this point? Mm, oh, my God. How could I single one out? Um, they are all extremely sweet and passionate people, very inspiring, very... Ah, it's, it's amazing. They're, like, they're really loyal, um, even though they don't really like know you. Um, I, uh, I don't know, like, it's always, it's always a pleasure to, um, run into someone that, you know, like, got inspired by something that you do because, um, while they're excited to see you, you're excited to see them because they are a confirmation that whatever you did, you did it right, you know, like, you did something, you did something right, and... It's basically just kind of like confirming that, like, keep doing what you're doing. It's working. You're making you're, you're making somebody happy. You made somebody's day, and like, like I feel like it's really fulfilling and inspiring. So I always appreciate every single person who, you know, came up to me and said like, I really like your work. I'm like, well, like, just made me really happy. So like, I really appreciate it. Well, that's that's really <laughs> awesome. That's that's actually a really great way to look at it. And. From, you know, being on the fan end, hearing that, honestly, you know, that that makes us even that much happier that, you know... Um, We're happy that you, that we that made you happy, happy that yeah. you made us happy, if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, there's a fine balance and then there's, like, a harmony because you do it uh, for them, you do it for yourself, you do it for the world. But um, to me, like, the main idea has always been, I, I always said, like, one of my favorite quotes that like I kind of like came up with um, while actually like doing something creative, and I just realized that I need to dance for the dance and sing for the song. And what it means is, yes, I will enjoy like dancing or singing, and yes, I'm singing for other people around me that are that are listening, and yes, I'm singing for myself because it makes me feel good. But the main idea is, if this song is a good song, then I'm singing it so it can be born. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, a, that's a beautiful sentiment. Some, that's a beautiful sometimes, sentiment. Sometimes I create something that is not seen by anyone. I create it and I put it away. I have some poems written that I have never published or shared with anyone. I wrote them and they're out there somewhere, you know, like piling up. Um, nobody gets to see, like, some of my work, some of my creations. So... Like, if I was doing it strictly for the people out there, it would be out there. But it's not. If I was doing it strictly for myself, I would probably, like, engage in some self-indulgence, you know, like, uh, moments of, like, just kind of, like, going into it and, like, I don't know, like, reading it over and over again. I don't do that either. But I am glad that it exists. I am glad that I was of use. I am glad to be the tool of the universe. Sometimes people go like, well, what? What you created is really awesome. Like, I mean, like, I will write, like, a poem I created to a friend of mine, and they're like, you write so beautifully, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just write stuff down. It already exists. Like, 
it's already out there. I just, I'm just lucky enough and blessed enough to to watch those stories, to see them, and and to have enough skill, I guess, to to write that stuff down so it can be so it can be manifested in our realm, in our world. You are uh, you are a custodian. In many ways, you are a custodian of of a lore, and and that is that is phenomenal. I, Tatiana, I I know you're very busy, so I'd like to just uh, b- before we start wrapping up, I'd, I'd like to ask you about your next project that you're working on. That I, I had mentioned at the beginning, uh, it's with uh, it's through Bat in the Sun, and I, I I'm aware that it's called Ninjak uh, versus mm-hmm. the Ninjak Valiant Universe. Versus the Valiant Universe, yes, that's right. And uh, we're in the process of filming it right now. Um, actually, I was just on set yesterday um, with my amazing co-stars and. Uh, it is a fun project, and like, aside from Super Power Beat Down, I think it's going to be one of the crown jewels uh, of the Bat in the Sun production. I strongly recommend, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, go on YouTube and just type in Ninjak Versus, and the whole name should come up. And enjoy, just enjoy, like, it's, you will see, like, about four, about four minutes, um, a uh, four-minute-long trailer, and it will give you a feel to what to expect from that project. Well, and I know, Tatiana, I, that we're gonna we're gonna put it up on our our uh, our web page as well. Um, I was wondering, can you give us a little bit of a sneak peek? Can you give us any kind of information, maybe of a first only heard here kind of a situation? I can't talk about a lot of things because um, it's not out yet, and I don't want to give any spoilers, but I will tell you this, that um, the the casting that Batman did is completely amazing. If you're familiar with those characters, you will find that every actor uh, that was cast to portray their respective roles matches their character perfectly. And Fantastic. Uh, it's, just, it's just really visually pleasing. Like, the action is off the hook. We have people working on the action for this project that work um, on uh, some uh, big projects out there like uh, Daredevil and uh, Luke Cage and uh, Rush Hour and uh, like we have basically the same same people like in charge of the action um, and Bethesda is famous for you know bringing the action to the table like like no one really does action probably better on the web than Bethesda does agreed like, agreed yeah, like, it's, it's just, like, something that they pride themselves uh, in, and, uh, you know, it's, it's really hard to combine um, artistic approach, um, combine quality, quality like, music, for example, like, just music alone, like, all of the music used in that some project is original music by Sean Shanky, who is a brilliant composer. I can't even tell you, like, it blows my mind every time that I hear something that he actually composed. Like, people don't write like that anymore. Like, everything is just so overly simplified out there. And this man just, just you know, like, he's like one of the original gems, you know. Can you, and, can you uh, give us a, a release date, Tatiana? Do you know, when, when will this be released on YouTube? It's scheduled to be released in 2018. Okay. Um, we're still in the process of filming. Um, we, we still have a lot of filming to do. Uh, and then this project is packed with uh, special effects. 
so post production is going to take a little while. And like I said, all the music is original, so all of that is going to be composed from the scratch. So as you can imagine, like to do something at that like a decent level, like you have to invest a lot of time. There's a big team working on it, and everybody is pretty much working on stuff to get this out there. Um, it's probably beginning of 2018, hopefully. But I can tell you this much that it gives you enough time to familiarize yourself with the characters. Pick up some comics, go to your local comic book stores and pick up the uh, uh, Man of War, Eternal Warrior, uh, Mean Jack. Um, all of those comic books are out there. And as of right now, they have been introducing the, the actors that portray those characters in the series. They have been putting them on the covers. Like, for example, John Hennigan, a.k.a. John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Mundo from, um, he's a WWE champion, and he has transitioned into acting successfully, and a uh, super talented guy. His new movie just came out called Boone, B-O-O-N-E, um, which was his baby, his creation, and he plays the main part. Like, super talented actor, and, like, he does, like, most of his, like, pretty much all of, like, I think he almost always does all of his own stunts, which is unheard of, you know, like, because he can have a stunt double, but he's just so good at it. I just cannot imagine somebody else doing it better. Right, and with his, well, I mean, with Mundo, it's his wrestling background. Do you think that that actually uh, comes into play? I mean, you know, being able to have him be thrown around and know what he's doing? Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, he's, like, highly, highly skilled. He's an amazing actor, too. Right, so, he is. Uh, he's, he's on the cover uh, of the Eternal Warrior, and Derek Speller is... Uh, I believe, uh, going to be on the cover of XO Manowar. Um, and Mean Jack right now is raised, uh, by Michael Rowe. Um, you can find him under Captain Rowe on the Instagram, um, who was, uh, I believe he played Deadshot, uh, character of Deadshot, um, on, uh, one of our beloved shows out there. And, uh, he is, uh, Currently portraying the main character in the Ninja, he is playing uh, Ninja, character of Ninja, and uh, he is on the cover of uh, the Ninja comic book. So I, I highly recommend like look into that because when this series hits, it's going to be one of the best things that you've seen on the web or like period that has to do with superheroes. It is like, and I'm not like being biased here. Um, I am just super excited about it because I get to see like clips of this and that. You know, like every now and then, and I am just blown away how good this stuff looks. And I, like, aside from being a part of it, I'm a fan. <laughs> All right. Well, that that sounds very exciting, Tatiana. Thank you so much for sharing uh, about that with, with us. Um, so we have a we have a, an emerging tradition that we're we're beginning on the Justice Nerds podcast. I wish I could say I originated this, but we're uh, to borrow from the great James Lipton from Inside Actors Studio. We conclude every interview by asking our interviewee favorite swear word. So uh, you know, obviously actors are communicators. This is part of our communication. So I, I did give you some time to think about this, and uh, I'm curious about your response. Um, it would be, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Totally very appropriate. <laughs> shoot right up there with the uh, gosh darn and, and, dang. and dag nabbit. Oh, I forgot about dag nabbit. <laughs> 
Uh, Tatiana, I want to uh, just from myself, Jay, and and uh, and and my co-host Chris. I, I want to thank you so much for taking time out to to speak with us. Um, you, I mean, you are uh, one of the you know the great custodians of our of our nerd tradition. Um, you know, we thank you for the work that you do, and that you sound like an incredibly positive person. And I, I think it's it's probably uh, has enabled you to get to where you you are now. It certainly sounds that way. Uh, so uh, you know, again, thank you very much, and and please con continue doing the work that you do. Thank you so much, you guys, and I uh, just want to wish uh, for everyone out there, like that's something that I conclude almost every interview with, I want you guys to be the best version of yourselves to make it happen. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. You heard it. Let's make it happen. Fantastic. Um, so this has been Chris and Jay of the Just Us Nerds podcast interviewing Miss Tatiana Diktar uh, about oh. her career, a, a real-life superhero. Um, be sure to check out on YouTube 2018. Be looking for her new adventure as Colonel Capshaw in Ninjack versus the Valiant Universe. And in the meantime, if you are starved for a little bit of Tatiana, I'm sure you can find her on Superpower Beatdown. This has been Jay and Chris for the Just Us Nerds podcast. Take care and bye-bye.